Okay, so hi everyone. We are now streaming live on Facebook. Over to you, Diana. All right, thank you everyone. Thank you for joining us today. The viewers on Facebook, the viewers on Zoom. Welcome to My Prosper Clinic. Um, I'm your host, Diana. So I'll start with my first advice. Welcome, guys. Mary Weremba, how are you today? I'm fine, Diana. Thank you. Okay, maybe what I can go next. I can go next. Uh, my name is uh, Martina Masaka, and I've had the chance to uh, be advised on Prosper. And my background, uh, so I've been working in the media and comms uh, se uh, sector and focus on international development and I wanted to buy some property and uh, I, I was figuring out uh, how best I can be able to negotiate on the properties. That's the reason why I consulted um, Prosper and I had a chance to get an advisor and uh, that really worked out for me. So over to you. Thanks, Martin. Thanks for that introduction. Gillian Detti, Karibu Sana, please introduce yourself to the audience. Thank you very much. My name is Gillian Detti. I am a marketer by profession. I also am proficient in communication and business management, mobile money management, and that kind of thing. I, as you can hear, those are very diverse things, which is why I took a course with Prosper for on career development because. Um, I'm quite multifaceted and I've been all over the place. So I just wanted to find what my true north or center would be. I love the fact that you said you're, uh, you have a diverse background. And I think I'll take my, my first question with you, actually. Uh, what's your take on Prosper's premise on being mentored on industry leaders? Um, you know, what can you tell us about Prosper's um, strategy or tactic of linking you up with industry leaders to be advisors to you in this professional journey well actually um the the most interesting thing is that before prosper began uh while they were still testing the service i was their first um advisee so i consider myself to be prosper 001 if we were doing indexes and uh, through the time i had an opportunity to meet with uh six advisors um, talking about my social health, my social uh, life, my physical life, family life, career, and also purpose. Um, so you can hear those are that was quite a broad, um, broad areas in my life to be advised on, uh, because yeah. the, the, the program was still being implemented. That um, whole process took about 1.5 years, one and a half years, a year and a half almost. And then I, in that time also, they had events which would attend, would have advices. I like the premise that, you know, if you want to go, they usually say if you want to go quickly, you go alone. But if you want to go far, go with others. And I like that it's also like you're standing on the shoulder of giants so that you can see what, what you don't know. Because they've been there, they link you up with the top professionals in the industry. So wherever, any area you could be struggling with, um, Prosper is just an upper way. So I've enjoyed working in being in a part of Prosper. You can get them on app. Or and once you get mm -hmm. to know the Prosper advi advisors, I mean, you have them even on phone. So you just book your sessions even on phone and proceed. So I've enjoyed that. Um, the other day I was watching uh, 
I was watching a YouTube video with a gentleman. I think he's West African. And uh, what I liked about his question, he was saying that if you if you have a journey to go, you must load yourself. I like the way he said load yourself. I don't know how many of you have seen that, where he's saying that people who are successful, it's not by chance, it is not by God's grace. I mean, there is grace for grace, but you have to load yourself. So I figure that's the same thing I might be doing with Oscar because the, the advisors know the way. Absolutely, absolutely. And I like what you say that you're standing on the shoulders of giants. That's really amazing. Um, I want to go to Martin. Martin learned the art of neg negotiation. So Martin, have you ever been mentored before in the art of negotiation? And if yes, how difficult was the experience in Prosper? Yeah, thank you so much, uh, Diana. And uh, yes, yeah, so I've been, I've had the chance to be mentored before on negotiation. Uh, so it was a very different uh, kind of negotiation because uh, the previous one before Prosper was largely focused on career negotiation. So I was actually trying to, uh, to move from a role in Zambia to come to Kenya. So I was trying to negotiate my salary package and, and all the benefits that come with it uh, before accepting the role. So I took some negotiation classes for that, uh, which is very different from what Prosper has provided because um, this is uh, more on property uh, negotiation. So. The first one was on career, but this one is pretty much was pretty much focused on, on property. So I was trying to actually get some property in Nairobi, and uh, I wanted to get a sense of uh, who has done that before. And uh, when I went on to Prosper, I could see uh, one of the very uh, one of the the advisors that had really good experience on property negotiation, not just on home buying, but also on infrastructure. So I felt uh, I felt that would be really useful. So I signed up and uh, the, beauty, the, the beauty about it was uh, I was actually taking the sessions while negotiation, negotiating on the actual uh, property that I was, I was intending to buy. Uh, so it was more wow. yeah, it was more practical for me uh, to, I was considering to buy a, a home in Runda. Um, and, uh, so I, I went, before signing the sales agreement, I took a practical uh, which really helped me make a decision about the property. So I'll say um, that was uh, for me because it was, much, it was much more practical, practical, and it was different from what I I had done before, which was pretty much focused on career. Wow! Thank you so much for sharing that. I think uh, the people listening in and viewing in from whatever platform are going to learn a lot from this session. I mean, just listening to what you're saying is that you didn't come to my prosper on a professional or rather career path and you took more of a personal development you are actually acquiring a property while learning the art of negotiation in buying property so well done on that mary remember we are with you to learn uh, to hear from you about your experience on the session on executive presence session that you had so what specific needs do you, did you have that you feel that my prosper tailored for you and was were we able to deliver was the platform able to deliver for you mary oh yeah, yeah. for me um the session was tailored to my specific need actually because the advice was started by you know wanting to know to understand my background what i do where i'm coming from my role what it entails my struggles so far so it's it's from that point that he was able to guide me on and and give me tips to 
to apply so as to have my executive presence felt amongst my, my teammates. So yeah, it was tailored to my specific needs. Thank you. Thank you, Mary, for that. Um, back to you, Gillian. What drew you to seek mentorship on career growth? I mean, yours is pretty much career growth. You have a diversity of um, skills that you've acquired through the different training sessions you've had. You wanted to grow in your career path. What actually drew you to seek mentorship on, on that same path that you're, you're on? Okay, thank you, Diana. When um, COVID hit, um, I, I currently work, work in an events management organization. So you know that events in Kenya were the first ones out. So basically we were at home and because there was a lockdown, both um, curfew and lockdown, regions lockdown. So we were at home for about four or five months, about four months, not doing too much. And I had a lot of time with myself to just think through like my last few years, like what were my plans five years ago? Where am I now? What would my plans be? three years from now do i even have a if somebody asks me where do you see yourself in three years from now what what would i be able to see uh what would i be able to say to them if they ask me what's your plan three years from now what's your plan two years from now five years from now i need to be very clear about that because i felt like my world was crashing and i needed to sort of reinvent myself so that is what led me to go for uh it was career like career advice but it was basically like born out of self-reflection like a checkpoint basically like a checkpoint trying to figure out myself like um what do i do next with all the talent that i have what's my yes yes were you satisfied with the insights that they were shared uh during your session that you had yeah 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 i was very 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 uh, satisfied one of the things about myself you can hear about the struggle that i was having one of the things I quickly learned is the thing we are always told to learn to raise your hand instead of waiting to be picked. So much as I was at home, I was waiting for Corona to end so that I can go back to normal. But I mean, just learning to raise my hand and raising my hand is not literal, although sometimes it is literal, but just like finding ways to diversify um, my my methods to get income, my ways to help other people, because I am, I can also mentor. I have a lot of younger friends who also need advice, just stretching myself in diverse ways. I have other interests like I can tailor, things like that, just trying to explore all of those. So it was good advice. It was very good advice. Awesome, awesome. So then I'm glad that you're saying you learned the art of sharing, which is a way of learning and remembering, and then also the art of raising your hand i'm really hoping that our listeners and our viewers are taking notes on this because i definitely am so martin what what was the advisor and industry expert in the field that you chose and then with that would you like to share some of the insights that was shared by the industry expert that you had in your session yes uh thank you uh diana uh, so uh the advisor had quite a lot of knowledge in regards to negotiation um i think I, I googled uh, i googled them so uh, before uh signing up i had to google and check out their profile i saw they have done quite a lot of uh negotiation in infrastructure across the region not just in kenya uh, for big infrastructure projects and uh, i could i could get the sense that they had uh they had the knowledge that is needed to to uh 
to, to guide someone on how to be able to invest in property and also buy, buy property. And uh, one of the key things that, uh, that I picked out from the sessions that I had with them, uh, which were, were very insightful, uh, were uh, I was able to identify in the process of trying to buy property, I was able to identify the interest that I had and also the seller, uh, the seller had. So that was very good for me to, to get to know that my interest was buying, yes, uh, but the seller was uh, willing to sell at all uh, possible costs. And then uh, another key insight that I picked up from the, uh, from the sessions was to get to understand uh, what's the best alternative to negotiated agreement. So uh, in the market, uh, actually that means uh, trying to look at what else the market is actually offering um, so that it could give me some source of power when I'm going back to, uh, to negotiate. And then um, the other thing was to look at some of the weaknesses that the seller had and also some of the weaknesses that I, that I had because uh, I, it looked to me like the property was, was one of the best that I was looking for. Uh, and, but the power that I had was uh, I had compared to other buyers and during this, uh, period, of, uh, this uh, period of COVID-19, it seemed to me like uh, they were, the seller was having difficulties in trying to uh, sell cash, to, to buy, get buyers who are able to pay cash. So the source of power I had was that I, was, I had the power, I, I had cash at hand. So that was uh, one way, one of the key things that I picked up from the conversation. So to identify where your source of power is and also where the weaknesses are, and then getting to find out what's the opening move. Uh, when you're entering into uh, a, negoc a negotiation. Um, yeah, so, so uh, key things that I picked, key highlights is to, I'll just try and list them so that I can be very clear. So was to identify the interest between the buyer and the seller, the best alternative to negoci negoci negotiated agreement, and also what's the target goal for me as a buyer and also the seller. And then what's the source of power? And then what are some of the weaknesses uh, that I could be able to tap into uh, when getting into the agreement uh, or the negotiation for me to, uh, to ensure I have a very good strategic move that could open the negotiation. So those are some of the key things that I, I was able to pick from the sessions. Over to you, Diana. Thank you so much, Martin. Wow, I'm here smiling and just imagining that session that you had learning about butler and i'm just hoping again our viewers you guys you should be taking notes because this is just like information overload 101 and i love the fact that you actually said you wanted to know what uh your the seller's weaknesses were i mean it is good to take note of what the interests are your interest and the and the seller's interests but as a buyer knowing that the weakness that the other person may have weaknesses and that you have a position of power is truly truly amazing in this negotiation um uh, session that you had. Mary remember back to you. Why did okay. you settle on the advisor that you chose? Because I'm sure we had a pool of um, many advisors on the platform. You chose one. Why did you choose that person? Uh, uh, to begin with, I had, I had heard a lot about him before he signed up on the app, number one. Number two, um, I had to go on his LinkedIn just to see, you know, his background, what he's been doing, the positions he's been into in the job market. And I found out that he's, he's actually a people's person, number one, and then also his ambitions and uh, specialities were something I was equally interested in. And, and some of them were he, he wants to lead leaders, yeah, and he wants to win hearts and minds. 
So I thought, okay, in, in my position, I, 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 I would like to be a good leader. Yeah, I would like to also lead leaders at some point in, in my life, rather in my career path. So how, what, what was the best approach? So I thought, okay, if, if I reach out to him, he's been there, he can give me first-hand experience and also more tips on how best to, to go about it. So yeah, that's why I settled on him. Wow, that's really good. Um, is there any other, uh, let's say, non-professional quality that, uh, let's say, drew you to that person? And where did you get that information? Martin told us that he actually Googled the person that he chose on the platform. So how, you know, where did you get more information about this person uh, to lead you to that uh, selection? Okay. Uh, he happened to have mentored one of my relatives who is actually a person I really look up to. So I thought, okay, if he mentored her, why not me? Yeah, and, and also just before the, the session, I happened to be in a forum that he was part of the speakers and I listened to him and, you know, I thought he's someone I could easily connect with. He's someone I could easily have a discussion, open up to and, you know, right. get tips. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Thank you, thank you so much for that. Jillian, Jillian, on the career growth, do you feel like you're ready to be also somebody who can advise other people or do you feel like you need to do more lessons or more sessions with different advisors for you to get to that level where you can actually step up and say, I am ready to advise other people. I feel like I have learned so much and this is how my package is going to look like. Um, thank you for that question. Uh, interestingly, Two days ago, I was on a session by Jane Mukami where she was doing a digital accelerator course. And in the digital accelerator course, she was saying that she realized when she started training, she didn't need to be a hundred steps ahead. She just needed to be like two or three steps ahead of the persons of the people who she was um, mentoring. And that really struck me as interesting because sometimes you feel like you have to know everything inside, outside, um so deeply but i figure that it's always good to start because if you wait you have so much theory you've never practiced it you've never told anybody sitting with all this information that you have i feel like i could do both because learning is a continuous journey i could always continue to learn but i could always start um disseminating some of the lessons that i have the, both the practical experience and just um, general counsel and wisdom so i feel like I could step measuring. Yeah. Oh, that's really great. I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're saying that. And just like in light of the COVID-19 situation, like what are some of the, you know, like you mentioned it earlier when you st when we started the session that this is the period where you, you saw an opportunity to have a career growth. You saw an opportunity to better yourself, diversify your skill set. So is there any other thing during this period that you have learned that, say, for example, how do you put your thoughts to action, what you have just learned and what you're saying, oh, I don't really not need to know so much, but I'm ready to go out with the little I know and share with other people so that they can also better themselves career-wise. Um, in this period, I'm sure there's something in probably we're using one of those platforms where you can be able to disseminate this information. What comes to your mind on how you can actually actualize that? Because at the end of the day, my Prosper app doesn't stop with us giving you advice. It's for us to know that you're ready to go to the world and put your advice into action. Right, right. Um, yes, yeah, sure, um, sure enough, I've been exploring my digital marketing skills. 
I'm a traditional marketer, but you can imagine in these unprecedented times, you need to remodel yourself. So one of the things that I picked out of my the career development course that I did with actually Topi, who is the founder of Prosper, was just to go back and think of my career. Actually, her, her, her thing was, imagine yourself that you've climbed a mountain and now you are at the top of the mountain. Now go back and write how you got to that top of the mountain. So some of the things I hadn't explored that I have in my background is digital marketing. And about two years ago, I went to the Africa Digital Marketing, Digital Media Institute, ADMI, and I did certification in digital marketing, which I had not practiced. Awesome, awesome. I'm really glad that you went straight for it. And it's the digital platforms, the digital element of now the new world where we are connected digitally and definitely you can create a platform and better leverage it using data analytics. And truly there's nothing new under the sun. So just learning what opportunities are there is very, very important. I'm going to go back to you, Mary. Mary, the way yes. Martin has given us some sort of like a crush uh, review of what the art of negotiation looks like. Would you give mm-hmm. us a crush review of what that executive presentation looks like, please? Um, okay, from the session I had, it, it, it leaves you reflecting on your leadership abilities, yeah? You know, whatever you're talked to about, the tips you're given, you know, you just um, find yourself trying to answer a few questions about, you know, how you're doing so far in your position. Questions like, are you visionary? Are you helpful? Are you trustworthy? Understanding? Do you understand your workplace politics? Which are very, very important um, things that you need to do, or rather you need to know and know how to handle them for you to be recognized in your workplace, for your presence to be recognized executively, I would say. That's really amazing. Yeah, you have to leave a mark and take note of what your, you know, the memory that you leave in people's minds about yourself. That's really, really important. Martin, back to you now. Um, you know, negotiation sounds easy when you give the, the you know, the, the, the science behind it and the method behind it, or actually the art behind it. How then do you possibly deal with um, a difficult person when it comes to negotiation? It's not always easy. You will know what their interests are. You will know what their weaknesses are. You will know what your power is. You will know what the you know what what price you have set for yourself, Hello. but you're just dealing with a bad, with a with a difficult person. How do you then uh, negotiate with a difficult person? And so then, before you answer that, I'm reminded that the hashtag is MyProSparkClinic. So hashtag MyProSparkClinic. You can tweet any portables you're getting from this station on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. Kindly do tag our our um, social media pages handles at MyProSparkApp on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter as well. So Martin, yes, please give us those tips for negotiating with difficult people. When dealing with a difficult person, uh, I think one of the key things to look at for is to find how far they can go. So how far can they go uh, when it comes to, let's say, for example, if you're agreeing on an amount, so what's the, the best they can they can get to? So once you identify that, and then you also figure out if it's something that you will be comfortable with. Uh, the, the best, one of the key things that I've learned uh, from even uh, from the sessions that I had is to to be patient uh, when you're dealing with a very difficult person. So always trying to push, 
to ensure at least you can get a sense of this is the, the best they, they can get to. And then uh, spending a lot of time uh, while being very patient to find out uh, are there any other opportunities for you to be able to bring down uh, maybe the if you had agreed on amount uh, or they, they stopped at an amount. Uh, so you, you have to do some bit of research to find out uh, is this really the best um, that I can get? Uh, or will I have any other source of power for, for me to get, be able to get back to the person uh, so that we can get to a mutual uh, agreement? So the best strategy that I felt uh, what's, what works best from the sessions that I, that I had is to try and uh, get, uh, get them to, to tell you what's the best they can get to and then spending uh, some time to go back and uh, assess whether it's the best offer you can actually have uh, in the market. So some, and sometimes it pays to go back and say also, this is the best I, I can actually offer. So you, we need to meet somewhere in the middle uh, if we are both interested in closing this deal. So uh, some, uh, to some people it might work well if you push back uh, uh, by saying, okay, this is also the best I can offer. So maybe it might help if we met somewhere in the middle but that is always best informed if you're very patient and you can go back and do some bit of research. Like for the house that I that was trying to buy, uh, one of the key things that the advisor advised me to do was to go and look at things like the floor plan, floor plan uh, to go back and, uh, and assess, will this be an investment or will it, will it be a home? Because um, uh, if maybe he was going to have a big family, I, I might end up outgrowing the place that I was I was looking to buy. So, uh, looking at some of those small things, like what's the common floor the, the, the floor plan is, floor plan is it the best uh, for the amounts that is being offered? And uh, so looking at that, and then coming back to the to the, to the difficult negotiator and uh, putting that putting it out on the table, like. You, you're offering this property, uh, for instance, on, um, you, you are offering it, uh, I'm not going to pay mortgage, so you have to agree to them, I'm not going to pay mortgage, I'm going to pay cash, and I'm willing to make this uh, payment in, uh, in a very short period of time, uh, but I want for us to be able to get to, uh, to, to meet somewhere in the middle. Uh, so some of those things are how you can be able to deal with a difficult person. So you need to show them you're serious, but you also need to uh, do your, your homework um, uh, by being very patient and not, uh, not agreeing to them being very difficult. So being very patient with them and explaining the reason why you think meeting in the middle makes some sense compared to what's already out there in the market. I don't know if that makes sense or answers the question. It actually does. It actually does make sense because what I hear, what I keep hearing you repeat is like the words patience, patience, which is a soft skill that people need to learn. The other thing I hear you saying is actually mutual agreement. Like you are very aware that in any negotiation, there are two different interests. One person maybe needs to dispose of property. Yeah. They need cash. You have the cash. That's your power. And you need the house or the investment. So then that mutual element to a negotiator uh, in, a, in a negotiation or an agreement is something that I think needs to be reminded to many people who make, you know, you want to enter a deal and you just want to make the best of it. You don't really consider the other person's interest or what they, they stand to benefit from it. So that's really important. So patience, mutual um, agreement there, I think those are the things that we need to learn.